0: Hello and welcome to the Super Rugby Round 6 review podcast brought to you by Driving Mall. Hi, I'm Paul, the guy behind Driving Mall, a website, podcast, Twitter account and YouTube channel bringing you the best in rugby predictions and opinion. Don't forget to subscribe on your favourite podcasting app so we drop into your phone every week or even every night um, and please leave us a five-star review. Other stars are available, but why would you want to? Um, if you'd like to watch what happens behind the covers, then the show is live on YouTube at 8pm New Zealand time every Monday. And obviously the recording stays there on YouTube as well. Joining me this week, I have Shane. How are you doing, sir? Good,
1: thanks, Paul. How are you? Good to be back. Not bad at all.
0: Uh, it's good to have you back. And uh, yeah, it's been a week or two. And for those of you who are watching uh, the show, um, don't get confused by, uh, by Shane's attire. He is, out for, he is from Brisbane. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, he's, but he's trying to hide the fact by by wearing a Hurricanes uh, cap this evening, obviously oh, because actually, of
1: the... actually from northern New South Wales, Paul, with a Reds fan.
0: Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh dear me, oh, I'm in, I'm in oh, trouble now. All right. It's all in that. It's, it's all in that kind of uh, that kind of area, um, mm. I think. Vaguely, is it? Is it That's, where, where that's Queensland, isn't it? Yeah, Brisbane. Yeah. Oh, are you about five hundred k's from Queensland. So you should be Waratahs then, because Waratahs is New South Wales, right?
1: Uh, I think there's a line there, Paul. <laughs> I think there's a distinct line there.
0: <laughs> uh, that line comes further down New South Wales. Okay. Yes. Um The uh, I've got a uh, dear me, my, my Australian geography. I need to I need to uh, to brush up on. But um, before that, obviously, let's get through the games um, from this weekend. And actually, before we go to that, how were your predictions last weekend?
1: Uh, I think. I got the Crusaders, um, which I was quite happy with. Yep. I was happy enough with the Rebels. I, I didn't get my beloved Reds, obviously, um, though they put in a really good effort. I didn't see the Jaguars beating the line, so I think it would be a mixed round, but I did get yes. the Chiefs.
0: So so you were four out of six, were you then, by the sounds of things? Um, what was the other game again, Paul?
1: Oh,
0: um and, what did uh, I miss? The, uh, the the Hurricanes Highlanders.
1: i think uh, well obviously i'd go for the highlanders there and i oh, a oh, no, I'm a <laughs> well yeah, <laughs> well, yeah i am only doing that
0: because i got yeah. 6 from 6 this weekend on my predictions so uh, so i'm 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 in bragging mode yeah. um, this weekend cuz i did the i got 6 from 6 in super rugby 6 from so 6 from 6 in super rugby 6 from 6 in in uh, the river premiership 5 from 7 in uh, the Pro 14 and six from seven in the the top 14. So I had a a, a good picking weekend uh, this weekend. But anyway, into the games themselves. First up, the Crusaders versus the Bulls. The Crusaders won this one um, 33-14. It looked like a bit of a wet game out there uh, over over down in Christchurch. Yeah. Well,
1: when you're playing in those sort of conditions, you you favour the Crusaders. And I think that It wasn't certainly the most convincing game that i would watched or the most convincing Crusaders game that I've seen them win, but they did enough over the 80 minutes and you could tell that the Bulls probably weren't prepared to play under those sort of conditions where they're probably not used to the dry track in Pretoria. So um, it was not as I said, the the greatest game, but there were certainly some good snippets in there by both sides and and the Bulls put in a better effort compared to the effort they put in last week too.
0: Yeah, I was listening to a podcast actually um, last weekend uh, with with an interview with a uh, a player who used to play for the Chiefs and is back in the UK now. And he said one of the things they would do for training is they would soak the Bulls in washing up liquid Mm. before training. And that's how they basically get ready for, for these kind of conditions. Because one of the comments uh, that you hear quite often in Europe is uh, or in the UK is that the uh, the reason that the handling is better down south is because of the uh, conditions. And let's first, I live in New Zealand. It's wet over here. Mm. Uh, so it's not that at all. It's because they soak the balls in washing up liquid before practice. Um, and that's how they can handle it in those conditions. Yeah, it's one of those ones where I mean, the Crusaders um, were put under pressure early on, uh, infringed quite a bit, got themselves a yellow card for constant infringements. Um, but followed that up with a uh, um, with a with a try, and as you say, yeah, use their forward pack um, to, to to great power in that first half. Jack Goodhue, wow, uh, he's a guy that's coming on leaps and bounds this season uh, and powered himself over. And with the balls down twenty one seven at half time, coming back against the against the uh, the Crusaders, uh, I don't think that was ever really
1: going to happen, was it? No, and you can tell the difference i think between um the bulls and and the crusaders and i I point this out often in my twitter posts that new zealand sides and the crusaders weren't playing at their most uh, the the full strength side they had a few injuries but their confidence and depth particularly in the young fellas that they're putting out in the park is getting the results because they're all trained the same way to get get the results and I think you'll find a lot of those crusaders will be all blacks in a year or two um, come World Cup selection. And they played very well out there.
0: Yeah, perhaps after World Cup, I think there'll be, there'll be a couple that come obviously coming before the World Cup, but I think they'll, the, uh, the plan is to have players with, a, with as many players as possible with that sort of 40, 50 caps going into every World Cup. So they've got the experience. Um, so some of them may have to wait, but yeah, I think there, there's, there's a few in there. I mean, Goodhue obviously clearly is one that will probably be there sooner rather than later. And if we look at the stats, and this was a good tackling game, both over uh, 84 and 86%, which is good to see. Um, and then if you look at the other stats, you go, actually, the Crusaders should have lost this one. The Bulls, clean breaks for... Um, uh, sorry, sorry uh, the Crusaders made four clean breaks to the Bulls' seven. Um, turnovers, 14 and 19. So, yeah, the Bulls had a few more, but still quite a lot from the Crusaders. Crusaders got 12 penalties um, to the Bulls' eight. So, I, the, yeah, these aren't... Um, Convincing stats uh, by the Crusaders, and I guess you could see that by the fact that two their two early tries were from uh, uh, were from lineout mauls. So you don't need a, a clean break for that. Goodhue powered over, um, and then there was a cross-field kick that got knocked down and bounced around a bit. So actually, they only had one clean break for all their tries.
1: Yeah, uh, sorry. Where are you going? No, going off you. No, look. Uh, and one thing you know, a group of us we watched the game at the pub and we saw that when the Crusade, sorry, the Bulls had the ball and they were in attack and they had some clear line, they just didn't have the right direction um, to to where they wanted to go to get the ball over the line where you could see when the Crusaders had the ball, they knew exactly where their teammate was and they knew they, they threw a lot of cutout balls for, for memory and and they always got the target, and and I think you know it, those those stats were very good because it showed an indication of okay the bulls made some good yards when they were making the line breaks, but it was the Crusaders who knew what to do when they had that ball in in hand, and that, yeah,
0: it's, that it's that final execution yes, uh, that, 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 that we that we see from them, uh, and and also once you have got a lead, it's much easier to to to, to defend. Mm. um then we had uh the rebels hosting the uh the, the sharks um the the, I mean, the the sharks um survived the yellow card early on and uh where i thought actually his, uh, it, it, so far this season the rebels have managed to take good advantage of yellow cards but they failed in this one and that was uh that was a bit of a surprise they didn't they didn't punish the uh the sharks early in that first half for that yellow card
1: yeah well, the sharks were very brave in particularly in defence and they did hell hold up the rebels for some time and and you thought you know he's he's probably the south African side's best chance of a really strong win against the up and coming Aussie side this year but ultimately at the end of the day, I think the the abundance of defense that the sharks had to do um tied them out in the end and and, um the rebels backs took advantage and when you can take advantage of gaps in the field you're gonna score points and and i think that um i think you know the credit all credit to the rebels at the moment they're doing some good things on the field
0: yeah and it probably was either side of that half time where you've got uh, they 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 scored a try just before half time um uh, which uh, which which pulled them uh, uh two scores clear they added another penalty just after halftime and after that uh the um uh, the, the 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 sharks were having to chase the game mm-hmm. so uh and then and I mean the tackling this game wasn't great we both both were down in the 75% mark um one of the think one of the criticisms of of super rugby but yeah that once they've started to chase the game things as you say things opened up a bit uh and the rebels, in the end, managed twenty clean breaks. Amazingly enough, um, to the sharks nine. I mean, that is that that's a that's a lot of that's, that's a lot of running for the
1: for, for from the rebels there. And can I make an observation as well, Paul? Um, the, the rebels started with Billy Meeks as their inside centre, and they made a few changes from the the Waratahs lost last week. That was actually the right move, because you push hodge back into the outside center where he's better than inside and you have an explosive running inside center so that that created a lot of opportunities when meeks ran the ball because they'd make 10 or 15 meters up the field and then the quick back the the quick forward breakdown forwards and the backs would get into position and that helped with their scoring opportunities in the 22 zone I thought I thought the rebels were magnificent when they when they did those sort of things.
0: Yeah, um, rule ruled the roost again. again. Uh, the, and if he's given time, he's going to. I think that's the lesson learnt in, in, from from playing the rebels this season. You have to close down Genia um, and have people in his face as much as possible. Um, the, uh, it's interesting seeing that in that outside centre position. He's the only guy who didn't really make many yards. Um, on, on that side, Maddox, seventy one, Navalu um, sixty nine, uh, Meeks sixty five, Corobetti ninety nine, uh, Debrascini, who I'm not a great fan of, forty six meters even. So um, Hodge with fifteen meters really wasn't an attacking threat. And uh, in some ways, is is he kind of just surviving on his kicking? And is that is that why he's actually in the side? You think at the moment? Uh,
1: look, I think it hodge is hodge is a very good back he's a very good utility back and i think that the experiment eventually will try to make hodge a 10 because the checker had played hodge at 10 in the japanese um, test last year He played pretty well i thought too um i think i think though as i mentioned before billy meeks is the best inside center at the club um obviously I think I'm not quite convinced about, um, you know, Deborah Sini either, but I think eventually if you can put Hodge in 10, um, and get him going with the combination with getting you might have a, um, a suitable 10 down the track for the rebels as well. So,
0: yeah, that, that's, that, that's interesting. We'll, 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 see, we'll see how that one goes. The, uh, and also the other thing was not putting Hodge at fullback cause he, he was not good under the high ball. Nice. Um, against Waratahs, whereas um, Maddox uh, meant that that was shored up a little bit as well. And clearly, um, Bosch or, or the, uh, the the Sharks wingers aren't um, flou either um, coming in to collect the ball, so they couldn't really play that game. But that's really where the game was won and lost last time. Um, yep, yeah, and it's for butchered a chance. So in theory, the Rebels could have scored even more. Um, but then again, the Sharks were um, had had a, an interesting TMO call go against them for a try, but they did score two minutes later. Uh, so, yeah, I think that all evened itself up. Mm. Then we moved on to um, uh, Saturday where the Wolves played the Chiefs. Uh, Wolves lost this one 10-61. Um, now, apart from DMAC kicking the ball out in the full and on the, at the very beginning of the game, I'm not really sure what we learned from this game, really. I the the Chiefs were, t- were 20, 28 points up before the Sunwolves scored um, and they were really just never in this one. I sure, they tried. They put in a h- 411 metres running. And they made seven clean breaks, but um, they gave they let the Chiefs have 21 clean breaks, which is just criminal. Uh, and if you give that kind of space to Chiefs, they're just going to cut you to pieces. And they did. And so, yep, clearly, um, a, I'd say a pretty uh, standard game there. I don't think we learned anything about either of the sides.
1: But um, so- If I could say so, and I, I did manage to watch a few highlights just before we went on air. And... Um, it seems to me that if you get dmac into a sort of square square running game, you're going to see the explosiveness come out and I know it's only a game against the sun wolves and he's certainly got to prove himself against his own conference and and other sides but uh, chiefs fans have faith uh, in dmac um, and I think you'll find. In a year or two, he'll he'll start to become more and more consistent. And, and whether it's ten or fifteen that he's suited for, um, he'll be right. He's, he's a good yeah,
0: player. Uh, yeah, and I think they, they are going to persist at, at, at ten. Um, he's got to say he's got to do it against a against the New Zealand side. But yeah, it's um, I think he'll I think he'll be fine there. A couple of comments in the live chat. Um, Cody reckons uh, on the Rebels if they beat a Kiwi side, then they're for real. Uh, and yeah, and that's true. There is there's, there's that element. Um, and also, um, the uh, they had a good get- and, and uh, Etienne um, says there would be a t- tough team to beat at home. And yeah, that's going to be the way they are. They are going to be a tough team um, to, to to play at home. Um, so yeah, so not much to really to learn from the Chiefs, except perhaps um, and again another comment here that, that Tyler Arden uh, had a blinder in his first game for the Chiefs. It's amazing how the New Zealand players do just come in at uh, in and have no problems at all. And talking of New Zealand sides, we then had the pick, the game the, or the yeah the the matchup of the round um, with the uh, Hurricanes versus the Highlanders, and uh, some sublime skills by uh, by, by the outside by, by, by the backs of both sides really. Um, but uh, Barrett's uh, little footwork I don't know if you caught uh, caught the first try I don't know if you saw the second half um, but he uh, yeah the little footwork for the first try was 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 something sublime. Could it could have easily gone the other way if he'd missed it. Then Smith was in the other side. And I think that's what uh, an element of what this came, game came down to was those uh, kind of moments where the, the, the ball could have bounced either way, but it bounced the, the Hurricanes way this evening or that evening.
1: Yeah. And, and while I didn't get the... I'm sure the Hurricanes would have loved to have finished off in the end and got the try bonus point, which I didn't quite get. But the, the Hurricanes proved a point. And they proved a point that they're here to play, and they're here to challenge for the title. And and I think they made a definitive statement because the Highlanders are in some good form too. And what we saw from Barrett is what we've wanted to see for a few rounds now. And I think you'll find that as time goes on during this season, the Hurricanes are going to pick up the pace even further, and you'll see the other New Zealand sides either pick or. Pick up, pick up that same pace or fall, with with the two leading leading sides, bring the Hurricanes and the Crusaders. So all to them, I reckon. All to them. And we'll see. We'll yeah, see how that goes.
0: And um, yeah, they played very well, and they they, they suffocated the, the the Highlanders as well. To be fair, I mean they only gave the Highlanders uh, was it 36% possession and in the first half, and 43, in the second half, mm-hmm. and then in territory wise, they just dom the the the, the, the Highlanders that second half just couldn't get territory. Thirty seven percent in the first half and twenty eight percent in the second half. They just, just couldn't get out of there in half, really.
1: And that's credit to the the Hurricanes forward pack, um, I think. Because they in the second half they just choked um what was left out of the, the poor Highlanders and um, and the territorial gains as you mentioned, Paul, were were very much influential in, in them winning the game. They'll certainly yeah.
0: Yeah, because Naholo managed to I mean, when he got his, he got two two scores in this tr- in this um, in this one, and um, uh, the the first one he was a bit cheeky, not putting the ball down uh, to get himself a bit closer to the post for his kicker, which is good to see, um, and then uh, the other one was from was was from a grubber from um, probably. So the and Niholo's in great form as well, but if we're talking about wingers, uh, Lamb got two wonderful tries, and also with his unbelievable. Oh, with his arso in the air um, and his legs in the air, um, really scored scored a wonderful try in the corner. So three great tries from from the um, uh, from fr- from the Hurricanes wingers. Two decent tries from the Holo, The uh, yeah, this was a game that the back the backs got to got to shine in after the uh, forwards had done the hard work.
1: Great try by Arso. Great try. We <laughs> we called it at the pub. It de- he was definitely in um, and. Uh,
0: well, he had to be in because his feet were above his legs, above his head. Sorry, yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't have been out. That's for certain. The only question was whether he dropped it. Really, there, um,
1: there was there's no question marks from us. Paul, <laughs> it was a beautiful <laughs> try, a beautiful acrobatic try.
0: And uh, yeah, Cody says yeah, Barrett had a blinder. Yep, he played very well, uh, controlling things. It, it was it was um, it was a good a, 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 a clinical performance by uh, uh, by by the by the Canes that they needed to be. i was going to say. Those three tries out wide by by the by the wingers could all have been uh, it could it could all have easily uh, not happened uh, and that's then twenty one points less or or something on the sort of lines uh, and suddenly uh, it's the Highlanders game and the Highlanders also early on were bashing against the 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 uh, the canes line but they uh, got intercepted and um, another ball bounced I said then a Smith ball sorry the chip through to the Barrett chipped up into his own hands. Um, didn't bounce their way so they could have got they they this should say they could have got some points on the board but after that they were chasing the game the whole time they did get back to evens but once uh, but with 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 ben lamb and also in that form it was always going to be a long night at the office
1: now agree cool. then,
0: then talking about your your reds um so the stormers then uh, hosted the reds in south africa um and uh, beat the reds 25 19 so they came away with the uh with the with the losing bonus points at least, um, and uh, I, Lance had a really big mixed game, didn't he? I, that kick that went straight up in the air was, I, what, what was he doing? I don't. Was he even thinking at that point? I don't know.
1: Well, I couldn't explain it either, Paul. I, I think. Um... I think generally his kicking game has been good this year and it's, I thought it was reasonably good um, perhaps towards the end of the game when, when the Reds were chasing the game. And I think, um, well, I'm certainly not going to make any excuses. Uh, the lads left it all on the park and got got a bonus point out of it, but chasing four wins um, in a row and then going to Newlands and expecting expecting to try and get that win was a very tough ask. And um, look, the Stormers, all credit to them. They got an 18 nil lead early and, uh, you know, tra- trying to chase the Stormers from an 18, 18 points down is not an easy task. And, uh, yeah, and that's what it was, was, it was.
0: It was scoreboard pressure against this young side that really, that made, made, really made them lose it because um, if you look at the penalty count, uh the um uh, it was it was five eleven uh in the end as well which didn't help the reds so they were also chasing the game and also giving up penalties uh that's that that doesn't help the keeps breaking your momentum it keeps breaking your, the, the pressure mm. um but they did well to get back to eighteen fourteen i mean it was just after half time with, with with a charge down so they were they they did stay in this one for 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 a long time um but uh, and uh, to be honest, they actually were in some ways a bit lucky to come away with the uh, uh, with, with the losing bonus point because that was we'll a, great, a great length of the field try um, from the back of a a, a, a retreating scrum
1: yeah. um,
0: right at the death there.
1: I'm excited by the bloke that scored the try, um, Dalgunu. Um, he came Good as pronunciation. a pronunciation.
0: I'm glad you did that rather than
1: me. PG Indian <laughs> 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 um, myself so. I'm really proud of him, actually. He, he came from football, Association Football over in Fiji, I think it was, and he was the under-23 goalkeeper. Um, and he's come along and, and shown, some, shown some class with that last try. And I think he should actually be starting. I think he's got that potential, that and, and that potential was shown at the NRC last year. Um, unfortunately it was a little bit too late in the game for that, but you can see what Brad Thorne is starting to develop at the side. Younger players are getting a go. Um, some of the players that he needed to probably delist, like Wade Cooper and Nick Frisby, um, have been shown the door and and these really exciting talents are coming through. It's a really, um, good time to be a red supporter. Um, yeah,
0: as as Cody says, his step was filthy against Raymond Rule. It was, yes, it was, it was fantastic. He just totally put Raymond Rule, put, put Rule on his backside um, without even touching him, just with a little step. That was brilliant. Um, yeah, you can, as you say, you can see what 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 uh, what what Bradford's bring here. As um, there were eighteen nil down away from home, the heads could easily have dropped. It could have got messy. It could have blown out. Instead, what you've seen is a red side that played right up until the end. They did score that one just before the hooter. They did get another. They did get the kickoff. They reclaimed the ball from the kickoff, but they just lacked that bit of uh, execution um, and, and composure uh, to finish it. So they could have actually won this game. Uh, and to consider they could have won it from when they were 18-0 down with a very young side, is is impressive. As you say, he's got the right culture, and you can see what he's building. Uh, and things have got to be. You got to be very positive as a Reds, um, as a Red supporter. Uh, 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 for the next couple of seasons. I don't think it's only this season. I no. think we have a few more games like this. But uh, but I do think next season or the season after that um, we could be seeing something good out of the Reds. I think
1: I think next season, Paul. Um, I'd be probably happy as a Reds supporter with another probably three wins. Take it to six wins this year. Um, if we can beat the Sunwolves a couple of times and... Um, Maybe a derby win here or there. Um, so the expectations you've, for me. Uh... You've you've got
0: three wins out of five. You've got another you've got another eleven games to go, and you only expect and you and you're saying you'd be happy with three more wins. No, no, absolutely not. This team is better than that. As you say, they've got two. Uh, they've got two wins over the Sun Wolves to come, um, which they which they should definitely pick up, uh, and they will pick up um, some other derby wins at home. Now maybe away they're going to struggle a bit, but. Um, no, they've, got, they've got more than three they've got more than three wins left in them I'd like uh, to say they've made
1: the tires I'd like to say they've made the Taz <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I think
0: they've got every chance to beat the Taz uh, at home to be honest That's I think away they'll probably struggle but at home they they they, they, they should be able to a good shout um I guess it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Michael Hunt uh and whether he comes back or not personally I don't think he should come anywhere near the squad um yeah, but apparently but apparently he is someone that uh, that that generally is, is, is respecting the squad, um, but I personally wouldn't have him back at all. Carmichael's
1: a very talented player, uh, and I and a wallaby, and I, I give him that due, and he was a kangaroo in league as well. But with, with what Brad Thorne has already built, with the three wins and, and this bonus point over the, the Stormers, and, and the way the culture is going right now, keep the culture as it is. And, yeah, he doesn't, doesn't
0: need the, the off-field issues that, that, yeah. that Carmichael can bring. The only other point I'd like to make from this game uh, is Khaleesi, who is a fantastic player, but he had a bit of a shocker this, this one. Missed four tackles, sorry, made four tackles, missed six tackles in this game, which is very uncharacteristic of him. I don't know if he's been a bit, of a, a bit overplayed, whether he needs a bit of a rest, or whether it's just not a bad day at the office. Um, we'll have to see. But yeah, that was a bit of a, bit of a shocker um, from him. Uh, and they were perhaps a little bit lucky to get away with the the win with some of the some of the poor tackling. But then again, the Reds' tackling wasn't great um, uh, either, but it was better than the uh, better than the, the, the Stormers. Final game of the uh, of the weekend, out uh, one that a lot of people didn't see coming. Um, the Haguaris beat the Lions 49-35. I had the Haggis by three. It ended up being by 14. Um so a yeah, a, a clear victory. And yet again the Hagirais scored early. And that's the third week on the trot at home where they've got out they've come out of the blocks fast uh and got the points. Obviously the Reds uh Reds or Rebels gone blank now. Um Rebels uh what um can't remember who played them last weekend. I've got Reds. absolutely it was the Reds. The yeah. Reds. Deary me. the Reds um obviously um survived that uh, early setback and, and and came back. The Warriors didn't and, and neither did the Lions either. Um the uh yeah at half time the haguara is led by 25 points to 14 and um yeah and just didn't look back
1: yeah i didn't say much of this one i saw a few of the highlights later on but i've got to say the, the lions are doing only half half of it right they're scoring the points on the board but the results are starting to um, – the wheels are starting to fall away a little bit with the Lions, and I think they're missing Ackerman as, as their coach, um, to be honest. And, um, as I say, the attacking rugby is very good. and But the Jaguars, they're, they're your hot and cold side, and I'm glad to see that they were hot on this occasion. And um, – but-
0: yeah they're a confident side, and they need that early score to get them going uh, this time. you say it it it, um, it worked. The Lions did come back with um with line out more with uh, lineouts and using their losing their their, their mall. and they had twenty one lineouts in this game, and they won every single one of them. That is some impressive set piece work there. Um, but um actually uh, uh, Etienne says that Lions were so bad in defense. Um, well, to be honest, with you, the stats they the stats have eighty three percent tackle rate by the Haguaris and eighty two percent by the Lions. That's not I mean for Super Rugby that's not that bad. Not too bad. Where they really messed up was uh, eight turnovers by the Haguaris, which is not unusual for them, but seventeen turnovers by the Lions. They just couldn't hold on to the ball.
1: No, and the Lions are traditionally a, um, a phase play side, particularly in attack and uh, and a good counter attacking side too so 17 um handling errors is, is is it's it's not a good sign for a side that i think is starting to struggle and and i think the wheels that i'll,
0: I'll go further Se- 17 17 turnovers is, is is abysmal um <laughs> and uh, yeah this is where we're really going to see whether they can survive without Ackerman because this is the um yeah, um, this is the. Uh, what we oh, said was coach. The, the coach is 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 is, a, is technically a good coach, but we always said that it was going to be the character side of things that where he would where he might struggle. And yes, having lost the Blues, having lost to the Haguaris again, um, this is going to be there. This it's going to see whether they can come back from that. Sure, there were some scrappy tries that Haguaris put over. Sure, they had the luck of the bounce, but um, that's that's how many uh, ha, ha, how how many things they 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 had uh Cody how many line-out breaks did the hagarois make let me just quickly bring that up and I'll let you know um looking at the match stats uh clean breaks by the hagarois 11 clean breaks by the lions 11 so it was even uh in there so um so yeah so I say there are a lot of things even the, the one that I said the, the one that stood out for me which is why I called it out was that turnovers um 8-17 is just is is, is, cra- is crazy, lopsided. And even though the Haggai gave up twelve penalties to the Lions six, because the Haggai got that lead, uh, the Lions couldn't kick those penalties for threes. They had to go for um, the tries, chance. and uh, and so they, they so they couldn't get the scoreboard ticking over. So they were chasing the game, uh, and that scoreboard pressure has proven to be an issue in a lot of these uh, a lot of these ones. Um, Yes, they probably do have to concentrate on their on their defence. I do agree, Etienne, but they need to have the, get their handling better as, uh, and not turn over those balls, get, get their clean outs working um, because that really did, did did hurt them. Cool. Shane, thank you very much for joining me. Um, thank you very it's much. It's been a pleasure, as always. Um, Wayne, let people know where they can uh, have a good old rugby chat with you uh, during the week. Yes, Paul,
1: uh, at School of Mate, scoolm and um, have a yarn with me on Twitter and uh, we'll talk all things that you want to talk about.
0: And I'll have his, the Twitter link below. I just remembered I didn't put it in the, in the notes, but it will be in the notes down below uh, for those of you watching on YouTube and obviously uh, for those of you on um, uh, <laughs> listening on the um, podcast as well. So uh, yeah, check out the notes below. Um, also, I've been Paul, the guy behind Driving Mall. Always up for good old Ruby chat, so comments down below, please, or at Driving Mall on Twitter. Obviously, don't forget, five-star reviews and stuff on podcasts, always much appreciated. Uh, my face is there on the recording for the, on YouTube or hit the red button down, down there. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit that little bell next to it as well. Then you'll get um, an update every single time I go live. And I'm going live every day of the week at the moment, so don't miss any of those. And my latest video is up there as well. Thank you so much and enjoy whatever rugby you're watching.